It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the Oklahoma City Thunder falling to the Cleveland Cavaliers again. SGA plays like a star. Lou Dort gets ejected in this game. And Darius Garland continues to play at an all-star level. All of this and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod. Email the show, LO Thunder Pod at gmail.com on today's show we will dive into the oklahoma city thunder taking on the cleveland cavaliers a weak lou door ejection darius Baisley gets another start sga plays like a star and the thunder losing streak continues let's start the way we always do with our game overview Derek favors did not play in this game mike muscala did not play in this game two of the more prevalent role players for this team two veteran leaders for this team did not play. Paul Watson was out. Taylor Malon was out. Poku was out. Roby was out. And Vic Christie was out. For the Cavs, it was Rondo, Sexton, Rubio uh, all out. Ed Davis did not play either. The Thunder start out with SGA, Lou Dort, Josh Giddy, Darius Spacely, and Jeremiah Robinson Earl. The Cavs start out with Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro, Lori Markkinen, Evan Mobley, and Jared Allen. Now, Lori Markkinen only played 13 minutes before leaving this game. Ludort played 31 minutes before his ejection. The Thunder were on the second night of a back-to-back. OKC has a loaded week uh, ahead. Of course, last week they played Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. They're back in action tonight on Monday night before kind of a reprieve the rest of this week. So that was a difficult game from an injury standpoint and from a uh, uh, you know kind of a freshness standpoint, especially when you're on the second night of back-to-back on the road in general, but also because of the travel issues that Thunder faced. They were snowed in, and they had a plane delay. I don't think that they got into Cleveland until about 5 a.m. Like it was crazy what happened uh, on the travel plans for the Thunder in this setting. But still, though, the Thunder showed better effort on Saturday than they did on even Friday. OKC played better defense. They just seemed like they really wanted to win this game. Now, remember, uh, on Saturday morning, whenever we recapped the Hornets uh, uh, game on, on Friday, I, I mentioned how the Thunder lacked effort Wednesday and Friday. The last two games, they were lacking a ton of effort, lacking a ton of defense, lacking that intensity, that that edge uh, and competitiveness about them that they've had this entire season, that they've been really good at keeping up with this entire season. And then they got it back on Saturday, which was surprising because I even afforded them the luxury of 
understanding it's the second night of back-to-back and kind of writing off that Saturday game on, on Saturday morning. But that night, they came out there. They competed very well. They played very good defense, and they almost pulled this out against Cleveland. They were once down by 17 points. They still had a comeback in this one. This game was tied seven times, six times the lead changed hands. The Thunder lose 94 to 87. The Cavs were out were out rebounding the Thunder 54 rebounds to 41. The Cavs turned it over more than the Thunder 22 to 15. The Cavs had six more points in the paint. They had three more second chance points. OKC had one more fast break point than Cleveland, and Cleveland won the first quarter. Both teams tied in the second quarter. Cleveland won the third quarter, and the Thunder won the fourth quarter. So that is how this game looks for the Thunder. Uh, But whenever you you look at this game in general, the Thunder bench outscored Cleveland's 34 points to 25 points. The Thunder had four in double figures. Cleveland had four as well. But Cleveland also had a player with nine points. That was Laurie Markin, who left this game early. And this game was down to the wires, a competitive game. The Thunder fought back from down 17. And then you had the Ludor ejection for grazing Kevin Love. Now, even as a non-Thunder party, I think that this was a weak ejection call on the part of the NBA, given that Ludort grazed Kevin Love on accident. I don't think that Ludort's a a dirty player or that Ludort intentionally tried to do this in any way. Uh, But in this setting, I think that Kevin Love's reaction escalated the situation. I think that Kevin Love throwing his head back and getting in Ludort's face and trying to go after Ludort really factored in to the decision to make it a flagrant two and to eject Lou Dort. Whenever you look at the play and then the replay and Kevin Love accidentally hit Josh Giddy in the face and Giddy did not move. He was, he stood there stone cold and didn't even bob his head back after got, getting hit in the nose by Kevin Love because Kevin Love was, it was an accident. I don't think that that was a dirty play by Kevin Love either to hit Josh Giddy in the face. I think it was a total accident and Kevin Love didn't mean to do it. And Josh Giddy was fine with it because he knew he didn't mean to do it or wasn't affected by it at all. And Kevin Love stays in the game and gets no repercussion for that aspect of it. So I think that this was a play that was totally um, kind of elevated by the reaction of Kevin, of Kevin Love. If Kevin Love has a normal reaction and doesn't try to act like he's going to go fight Lou Dort and fight the entire Thunder team, nothing really happens. And we get to play this game out with uh, the full strength of the Thunder in this game. But nonetheless, Lou Dort was ejected by, for grazing Kevin Love. Darius Garland, though, for the Cavs, continues to be awesome. 23 points, 11 assists, a steal, a rebound, shot 45% in this game. He also had eight turnovers, but still, uh, these, this is a situation where the Thunder have played the Cavs two times in a week, and so getting to watch Garland uh, for the entirety of a game has been very fun. He's had an incredible season. Uh, I think they'll have a good chance to be an All-Star, but we'll see how, how that goes as the All-Star team gets rolled, rolled out here over the next few weeks uh, ahead of the Cleveland uh, affair because this game will be in Cleveland. So I'd imagine uh, Cleveland, given how successful they've been this season and the fact that they're hosting the game, will get some representation and Darius Scarlin absolutely deserves it uh, in the biggest way. But ultimately, this was a fun game. And this was a game that the Thunder should be proud about considering those outstanding factors. You lost Lou Dort down the stretch in a tight game. Uh, You had the travel issues Friday into Saturday. You're on the second half of back-to-back. You've played Wednesday, uh, Friday, Saturday. That's three games in four nights. Considering all those things, all those aspects, I think that this was a, a huge step in the right direction because as we noted on, on Saturday morning, 
whenever you look at this this scenario for the Thunder, whenever you have two games like that, we just come out absolutely flat and just you don't really have it, right? You don't really have it in general, and there's nothing you, that you can really do. It is easy to let that turn into three games where we come out flat and three games where uh, you do not have your best foot forward or do not take your best foot uh, and that spirals into four games, into five games, into six games, right? So stopping that skid of lack of effort, lack of defensive intensity is a big thing for this young team to really start to turn their their mindset around because while the wins and losses don't really matter in the grand scheme of things in this in this season, what does matter is player development. And you cannot truly develop players unless you're seeing what they can do at their highest percentage output. And that's what I think that you're going to get here on Monday against the, against the Bulls, who are very shorthanded, and it might even be a win for the Thunder against the Bulls, who are so shorthanded. But this game had that intensity that the old games felt like, and I mean old in the sense of like two weeks ago, last week, but just the the recent two games hadn't had that until they played the Cavs. And SGA, SGA was a star in this game, and he made it clear that he really, really wanted this win uh, on the floor with the way that he played. And so we're going to get to that coming up and his star power. Darius Baisley back in the starting lineup. We have to talk about that. It's just a spot start, I'm sure, but still talking about that. Got to give a huge hat tip to Kendrick Williams and Aaron Wiggins, who are good off the bench, and Kenny Hustle uh, getting back from getting his feet back under him from those COVID protocol delays that he had or, you know, uh, games missed he had. Trey Mann is fun, but this matchup was uh, an interesting one for for his skill set that we're going to talk about coming up. And then no one really else showed up offensively uh, than a small few. So we're going to talk about how this offense uh, can try to gel and find their way moving forward, especially tonight against the Bulls. So, so much to get to coming up. But first, I'm going to say right now, my good friends over at Truebill. Truebill is incredible, folks. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam to get your money. So do not let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app. That helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save $720 per year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions so you do not have to. Folks, we've all been there. We've all... Looked at a product, wanted to watch maybe one thing on their platform, read one thing on their platform, or experience one thing, and you said to yourself, I'm going to cancel. After this is over, I'm going to cancel. And then life happens, and you forget to cancel. And next thing you know, they're charging your account every single month, and you're out five, seven, eight, nine, fourteen dollars $14 each month. And at the end of the year, that really adds up. So if you have Truebill, and they can help you cancel those subscriptions you do not want or need anymore. It can help you in the long run save a ton of money. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B. says, quote, no, in a matter of seconds, I saved $666 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saving $120 on my SiriusXM bill, and saving $840 on my car insurance, end quote. Do not fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com. And use the code LockedOnNBA at Truebill.com. So go there to the URL, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. 
you can save thousands of dollars a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. What's here right now? A bunch of friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off of your next order. It's the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. It's about yourself this year and the new year, and most of you have a resolution to get healthier or to just make better choices with your eating habits and things like that. We all are trying to get there, trying to work out more, play basketball more, and eat better, and Built Bar can help you do that because Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar in my opinion. Built Bar makes it easy to stick to your resolutions because it tastes so good. You're going to want to eat it. And unlike other protein bars, it does not taste it does, does not taste chalky or waxy or like chemicals are spilled all over them. You're going to want to eat healthy. It's not boring like these other protein bars either. They have so many flavors that you're just going to want to keep cycling through. And they have 100% chocolate on the outside of every single Built Bar, so you can still get that chocolatey taste. Most Built Bars have 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which is about... 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and a dozen net carbs. You're going to want to try out Built Bar today at BuiltBar.com using the promo code LOCK15. That's Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Promo code LOCK15 at BuiltBar.com will get you 15% off of your next order. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I want to tell you right now, thank you. For making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day, we're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Subscribe for free across all platforms. And for your second listen today, make sure you go check out the Lockdown Now podcast, which is a podcast that's a nightly recap show of every NBA game across the association. You can find that on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and even on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel. It's a breakdown from our local experts on every single game. Every single one. From our local experts, only we can do that at the Lockdown Podcast Network. I also want to tell you, though, that the NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern. The Lockdown NBA YouTube channel will have you covered live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales of Lockdown Celtics, Lockdown Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels, who is also, of course, a Thunder legend from his time at Bali Sports Oklahoma in the pre- and post-game show for the Thunder. So that Antonio Daniels is back with us, colleagues, with me, incredible stuff here. And they're all going to come together and break down every blockbuster move along with the help of us with the local experts whenever our teams jump in there and make a trade. So what you need to do is subscribe to the Locked on NBA YouTube channel and turn on the notifications so you get notified every single time they go live because you will not want to miss it. It's going to be a two-hour-long special with John Corrales, Josh Lloyd, uh, Kim Becker, and, of course, Antonio Daniels. Where else can you get that? Nowhere besides Locked On. So go to Locked On NBA YouTube channel and watch our live stream on February the 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Make sure you're there. I'll be there in the comment section too. We can talk about the deadline there as well. So all that fun stuff coming up here on the Locked On Thunder Podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. Let's get back into this game, which, again, was a fun game and, and was a game that had more intensity than the last few games. And that was mainly due to SGA. Shea was incredible in this contest. He played nearly 39 minutes in a regular season game on the second night of back-to-back after playing Wednesday, Friday, and then Saturday. 
that is awesome to have your star want to have that kind of responsibility and have that motor. He looked exhausted at the end of the game. Uh, whenever there was a time, uh, there's a time right around the one minute mark or so left in the game where he dove on the floor for a ball. And then he just kind of laid there and he wasn't hurt. He was just kind of trying to catch his breath, trying to get, get some energy back. And it's just, it shows you what all he puts on the line each and every night for this team. And it was fun to watch him play because tonight he had uh, 23 shots and shot 53% from the floor. He shot 42% from three, making three, three pointers going three for seven. He did struggle at the line a bit, two for five from the free throw line. Of course, only five attempts was is unusual for him in the in the bigger picture. He's usually there a lot more on a given night. And then, of course, missing three of them is not great. But other than that, he was sensational. Nine rebounds, six assists, three steals, a block, three turnovers, 29 points, one catch-and-shoot three from Giddy, uh, where SGA on catch-and-shoot opportunities is shooting 40% from three. So he over 30, or, 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 excuse me, over 40% from three on catch-and-shoot threes for SGA. And so the one catch-and-shoot three he had from Giddy, he nailed, which is great for his long-term success and trying to piece together a, a system that can, can really work for the both of them. He had one transition step-back three before the half, and then he drained one from the Cavaliers logo. He was incredible today. And the biggest thing and the biggest difference to me in this game versus the game against the Cavs last week was his ability to get to the rim and finish there. This is a very, very big Cavs team. This is a very athletic, long, lengthy, tall, shot-blocking team. And if you look at SGA's shot chart, there's all these little green dots around their restricted area around the rim. And he has made a ton of shots at the rim in this game and was able to finish through contact and over taller defenders, which just allowed him to have this star performance. And I think that he took the last week's Cavs game, learned from it and got back into it in this, in this environment and kind of realized how to change up his game, change, change up his approach to finish over a bigger team than he's used to playing, because you're not going to play many teams in the NBA that are bigger than Cleveland. And in your entire career, you're not going to see many teams that have a lineup bigger than market and Mobley Allen with Garland at the, at the point guard. Like you're, you're just not. And so, Adjusting that on the fly in real time, only playing them twice a season uh, was a really good look inside how well-prepared SGA is as a player. Kenny Hustle deserves a ton of credit for being back in this one. Had his feet under him. You know, Friday he played well, but he just wasn't Kenny Hustle Friday. Like, he just wasn't, uh, you know, the shots weren't really falling. He was kind of just, like, fresh off of the COVID protocols. And anytime you're out for over a week, you're not going to have your same kind of physical edge to yourself. And so on Saturday, you got right back at it. 24 minutes, 60, uh, 64% shooting from the floor. He only had three missed shots. And only one of them was within the three point line, two for four from three, four rebounds, two assists, a turnover, 12 points. I think that Kenny Hustle did really well uh, and guarded really well, especially whenever this game uh, kind of got to the later stages and Lou Dort was ejected. He had to guard the, the first option for the Cavs late in this game and did pretty well as well as Aaron Wiggins played well on the defensive end too. Uh, really got off the bench, played 21 minutes for Aaron Wiggins, missed two threes, was perfect from inside the arc, 11 points, two rebounds, two steals, two turnovers, two fouls for Aaron Wiggins. I would have liked to see him start, although we'll talk about Darius Baisley and why uh, it is that maybe he started in this game. And I do want to give a shout-out to you to Trey Mann. Trey Mann was very fun in this game. Now, he only played nine minutes. He goes two for three from the floor, two for two from the three-point line, a rebound, six points, and then four fouls. Just not a great matchup from defensively whenever these, this team is so big that uh, he's getting kind of picked on uh, defensively a little bit. And the four fouls factor into him only playing nine minutes as well. 
I think that one of the best sequences you had from Trey Mann in this game, of course he had his typical step-back three-pointer that just splashed home. It's insane that as a rookie, he's been making that kind of a staple of his game and like, yeah, ho-hum, he had another step-back three. It's kind of his thing. It's his brand, so to say. But I really enjoyed him breaking down the game in his approach because he can finish at the rim. We've seen him have these high flying dunks and lob finishes and uh, kind of nice reverse layups and things like that. He's not a bad rim finisher, but he understood the personnel on the floor at the time in, in the sequence where he comes down the floor and it's a step back mid range shot. So he runs off the three point line and the defense is thinking, okay, get on my heels. I can get back to the rim. He's going to shoot at the rim. And then he says, Oh no, I can step back from the mid range too." goes from the low block to about, you know, the, the midway point of the mid range and hits the shot just hits up a shot. And of course the shot fell out of the rim and didn't go down, but the process is there using that step back in more than just the three point area will be really good for his game to keep defenders guessing, because I do think that Trey man is so athletic and so bursty with speed and has such great leaping abilities that if you can have the defense on their heels the entire time, and then them not know how to play you because you can pull out that step back at all three levels of the, of the court it's going to be very hard to stop you as a score. It really is. So we're seeing his scoring ability. We're seeing his ability to branch off of his scoring tree grow by the day. And so I really liked him trying that mid-range jump shot that eventually didn't go down, but still was a good process without the result there yet. But the result's coming. We know he can shoot. So like just getting to that mid-range step back more and more and more, you're going to see that go down more and more and more. Just the one time he took it in this game, it didn't fall. So I think that with this scenario, uh, you, you are going to be encouraged by Kenny Hustle, by SGA, by Thunder in general. But there were a few moments here where you can look at Baisley and other players that didn't quite show up today. We're going to get to all that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, but good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline, we'd like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline. .ag is your number one spot for the best sport wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. Take advantage right now of these amazing offers for the 2022 season, but online is the fastest and best way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Again, they have everything. They have playoff football as we get into the conference championship rounds of the football season. They have regular season NBA. They have prep bets. They even have, you know, picking trade destinations for players in that area if you like to gamble on that sort of thing. They have everything you want at betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Make sure you go there today. It's where the game starts at betonline.ag. Use our code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Locked On Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? 
Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your teams every day. I am your host, Ron Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at L Thunderpod. Email the show, LLThunderpod at gmail.com. I want to tell you right now, thank you for making Locked On Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Your second listen, go check out the Locked On Bets podcast. Locked On Bets is your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert breakdowns from Lee Sterling. It's free and available across all platforms, just like the Locked On Thunder podcast. And so we're back. And I want to talk now about Darius Baisley because Baisley in this game got the start. And given the fact that you didn't have Derek Favors available, I get starting Baisley against a bigger matchup. He only plays 21 minutes. Again, Wiggins played 21 minutes as well. But he goes one for six from the floor, 0 for four from three, seven rebounds, two steals, a turnover, four points. He's, four for, he's two for two at the line with that one made shot. His only made shot is a coast-to-coast dunk. He took no ill-advised shots in this game. Like, no shots where you're going, oh, my gosh, why? Why pull up from three there? Why try that crossover move, uh, spinning in the lane and flailing up a shot? He didn't have any of those mistakes, but it's just that the shots aren't falling still. and He's not being efficient, and he's not being good offensively. And he still played his good defense, and he still got rebounds, and he still did other things as well, but... The frustration continues to grow with Baisley's lack of offensive production. But the good news is he did cut out some of those bad shots he was taking. He did he did uh, alter the way he approaches offense. It's just still not working for him. And we'll see if maybe that turns around for him in the long run or if, sadly, this is just who he is as an offensive player. But uh, we'll see. And again, I wouldn't look too much into him starting. I think that had Derek Favors been healthy and not had this back injury, uh, it would have been, been Favors and Jerry playing big, but they just wanted to go bigger, and he's kind of their only option to go bigger at the moment without Favors and without Muscala. I, I would imagine Muscala did not play due to that ankle management injury, uh, but no one else showed up offensively either. We, we mentioned all the good offensive standouts. The rest of the team, Lou Dort, shot 30%. Jerry thought, shot 11%. Josh Giddy shot 25%. Jerome t- shot 25%. Maldon shot 24%. Like, it just was not an efficient night for the Thunder. It was not an efficient night offensively. Uh, and it was predicated on their defense being so well that this game was close. So, hopefully, that offense can get a kind of shot in the arm today against the Bulls, who are lacking a ton of uh, important pieces. But we'll see if that comes true. Better the day was the Thunder plus 12. That cashed in. Money well pick. I went with Lou Dort again, but it was actually SGA who hit three triples. The MVP of this game, I'm going SGA. He really laid it all out there today. It was really impressive stuff from Shea in this one. So up next, Tuesday, we're going to recap the Bulls game. Wednesday, we'll have a draft prospect update. Thursday is a stock watch episode. And Friday, the trade deadline is right around the corner. So let's have a crossover edition of Lockdown Thunder with Lockdown Pacers host, Tony East. 
talking all about the NBA trade deadlines. Make sure you go check out that as well. A lot, a lot coming this week on Lockdown Thunder. So stay tuned. Subscribe for free across all platforms. Every episode's free. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Locked On uh, Thunder YouTube, on all the podcatching platforms like Apple, Spotify, Google Play, all that fun stuff. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 